What's up, people? Michael here with the Rare Petro Podcast, bringing you another edition of Around... Excuse me, not Around the Base in 180 Seconds. What am I doing? I just went back into the old school thing. This is the second episode of What in the Heck Just Happened in Oil and Gas. We are live on YouTube at about 8.55 a.m. Friday here on this Monday... Excuse me, here on this Friday U.S. session. Podcast, you'll be listening to this probably about eh, 11 o'clock noon, so hopefully nothing crazy has happened in this in four hours. If it does, I will always make sure to come with you and get you all the information you want. A little clerical work before we go ahead and get started. couple things. First off, if you are watching this on YouTube, which I highly recommend because we made a shift. Last week, I decided to show my beautiful face and decided I'm actually not as beautiful as I think, and we need to kind of readjust this. Um, I actually thought it'd be really interesting for you guys to be able to see the charts I use which here's my short-term one that we'll be able to walk through. And then here's kind of a little long-term one that we can walk through towards the end and kind of give you an overview of the notes. So all three of those, both my notes that you can see on YouTube, which are just a Google doc, and then my two charts, I will make those links available both in the YouTube comments. So look there or in the notes that comes uh, in the description on iTunes. You can take a look at all there. You can see my charts and see my notes. I want to be as transparent as possible about this because I think that's really the only way to do something like this. Um, Second off, at the end of next week, we will be coming with you with Around the Basin 180 Seconds. I'm so excited. We're adding the Powder River Basin. We'll get Season 2 kicked off of that. Um, as always, we'll be back hopefully Thursday night. I was actually at my sister's graduation yesterday, so that kind of took up the whole day. I didn't have an opportunity to get in the studio, so I wanted to get in here early today, get this to you next week. You will have this Thursday, so you can have this for your commute Friday. Um, and finally, I added a new segment at the end of each show. We will be doing the trading channel of the week. I'll kind of show you my favorite channel that... Uh, that 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 if I either I traded or I didn't quite trade, just why I like it and why I think it would have been an easy one to trade. Um, and then we'll, as always, we'll wrap it up. So uh, enough with the clerical work. Let's go ahead and dive right in, and we'll switch over to my chart here. So for those of you listening on the podcast, um, oil opened at about sixty three dollars, sixty three dollars and seventy six cents early Sunday at about four o'clock. Currently, right now, oil is trading at fifty seven seventy eight. So an absolute tanking of the price week to week. Really, when you look at the chart, though, Monday, Tuesday, nothing really happened, and there's a couple reasons for that. It, it was really muddled. It opened, you know, on Monday the high was 63.76, and on Tuesday it closed at 63.06. So you're talking 76 cents of net movement in two days is, is not that much, and the total total movement was only about a dollar thirty. So that's that's very muddled, and there's kind of a reason for this. So in futures contracts, there was what called rollover days, where instead of trading the futures contract for June or July, you need to roll over to the next month because it's just coming up. And so that happens the 20th of every month, and we saw that happening both month, and we saw that happen Sunday and Monday as the volume, as you can see, if you're watching, if you're looking on YouTube here, we can look at the volume traded down here. Look at on Sunday to Monday compared to what you saw kicking up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then now here Friday, we can look at some huge volume spikes right there. And, and and what's that just showing us is that there was a, everyone was shifting from June, which isn't capture, which is uh, June to July, and 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 why this you're not seeing it on this chart is because we're using what's called the front month contract. So this is always the contract that's just next in front. So you have sometimes these rollover days where it looks like holy smokes, there was no volume being traded. Well, just there it, it it was, it was just in another contract, and that's why because it's so split like that, you end up seeing these muddied waters. So Monday, Tuesday, the waters were extremely muddled. Really, the only thing that happened was if 
was the API was an API, the API came out with a 2.4 million build. This is sort of this is not necessarily in line with analysts expected, but we'll get to there when we talk about the EIA. And so when we look at Tuesday, like we said, nothing uh, nothing really muddled. It just bounces between our 78% fib and our 1% fib. Really, what we start seeing happening is we just start seeing a depression that happens in the Globex section that runs all the way to the EIA session. So that EI, that API stuff comes out, sort of sets the market for a build, a supply increase. So as we know, price should begin to slump. And as we saw through that Globex session, the price tumbled, tumbled, tumbled. The when the API when the API came out, oil was trading about sixty three dollars on the nose, sixty two ninety eight for those who keep track at home. And by the time the EIA dropped, it it had slumped about fifty cents, which is a pretty big slumpage in terms of when it's just a Globex session. Then the real key: what happened Wednesday? The API drops, and it's all of a sudden a four point seven million build when the forecast was expecting about a six hundred thousand draw. And as you can see on the chart, and if you're listening to this podcast, in about five minutes or in about let's say a matter of two hours, oil went from sixty sixty two fifty three. All the way down to sixty-one eighteen, an absolute tankage of the price. The market was pro- expecting a huge draw, came out and you know completely wiped out. We had a build, th- and this goes into part, and this goes in you know adding this on to all of the other negative fundamental information that we talked about last week. Just that we, it was a pure tech, it was a pure EIA build right there. We saw the price drop. We saw a little flag develop here right along that ten. Uh, the, the, the 10-day exponential moving average, and then we see it drop down and finally settling at a volume bench right there about 61.10, and we can see it. there was a little bit of a rebound, but even though it didn't, it never got up back, it never got above 61.50 again, and as we're going to get into Thursday here, just a massive amount of change happened. So EIA comes in and absolutely wipes out about about 1.5-2% of the value on oil right there, about a $1.50 swing in two hours, never, never good. So the real... You know, and then and, and, and that's kind of the first three days. Monday, Tuesday, very light. Wednesday, really the big news there was the EIA. We did have our in that Globex session, we did have our trading channel of the week, but we'll get back to that at the end. And then Thursday, this is where everything happens. This was actually yesterday, so I actually wasn't I wasn't actually in the chair, which is unfortunate because I would have loved to have seen this going out live. But really what came out was just a slew of information. Number one, US China trade negotiations are going absolutely horrible. Trump has already announced they're gonna be sixteen sixteen billion dollars of of commodities farmers relief funds. Now this doesn't go to oil, but what this does say is that Trump is admitting we are losing the trade war. And that's not good because any US China relationships has a is needs to be good and that means they're gonna be buying our oil. It's gonna be very, very good and very good, not just for the oil markets, for the overall markets in general. And so Dow Jones took a dump about 400 points down. The Nikkei, uh, the, the Asian markets were all down. The Nikkei, which is uh, the Nikkei 225, which is their version of kind of the Dow Jones, did horrible as well. And from about, you know, really from starting at about 2:30 a.m. in that Globex session, but really you could say about five o'clock in the morning, oil went from oil was trading at 61 dollars even. And by the time the U.S. session closed at about 11 a.m., oil was down to 57 dollars and 50. Two cents. I mean, to, to to go on, you know, you know, week to week is so unbelievable in a lot of this stuff. Last week we had Saudi Arabia oil tankers and pipeline net- networks being attacked by terrorists. This week, and that drives price up a dollar and a half. This week we have Trump coming out and 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 and, and this escalating trade war with China, announcing these things absolutely tanks the price week to week this is an incredible and this tank we had on thursday we're going to look at a you know we're going to look at a longer term chart we're going to flip over to a longer term chart here look at that movement 
on the longer term chart from Monday. You know, this is a four hour chart going back all the way to early November. And my goodness, that price just tanked five percent off the market cap. You would, you know, had you had timed that right, you would have made at least five thousand dollars per. Uh, you made about thirty eight hundred dollars per contract. So if you scale that to what these bigger firms are doing, there's a lot of money to be made when oil tanks. And if you can catch it right, that's the key. So that's kind of the week to week overview. Right now, we're in a really muddled U.S. session. And really, over the past. As I've been sitting here, just kind of putting my notes together, oil is tank. Oil dropped from fifty-eight dollars all the way down to fifty-seven, fifty-eight. So you know we're really fifty-nine dollars. So yeah, you're seeing we're seeing about a dollar fifty swing again. It's this U.S.-China trade stuff. That's really you know if, if if you're wondering kind of you know market outlook, I don't really give any of that advice, but I do know this: whatever ha- the, the the markets will go as the U.S.-China trade trucks go. Not exactly, but they. Will go as they, as those talks go. It's 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 they're they're, they're the biggest buyers. And and unfortunately, there's this quote from uh, Halim Croft. She's the chief commodity strategist at RBC Capital Markets, which is one of the bedrocks of of capital information. You know, her, her quote is this: Once again, Trump proves that he's the most disruptive force in the oil markets. And unfortunately, it's true. He has the ability with the U.S. China trade markets to swing it how he wants. He can come. Tweet whatever he wants about Saudi Aramco production cuts. So, when we, you know, when we have that type of volatility, when we don't know what we really don't know on a day to day, what type of news is going to drop, it makes oil trading very, very volatile and very spicy, as we like to say. And, and if you can time it right, it's great. If you can't, it can it can leave you in the dust. So, moving over to our long term chart, um, you know, as we know, trading, uh, you know, December twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, that was when our oil was at its lowest point on Christmas, about. Uh, $42 since then. We've been on a really nice channel up. We've seen three touches on an upward channel. Really broke out of its channel right there. Uh, really broke out of its uh, upward path to the north more. Um, April 1st, that was a pretty big run up. It was a, it was due to a bunch of different uh, it was due to a bunch of different stuff. That upper channel line started acting as res- acting as support now. Bouncing it up. We've now seen a tumbling back down. And I think we can go ahead and clearly draw a little trend line down. Now, I don't know when this is going to um, occur. We like to see if we look here starting at uh, mid, mid-April mid all the way down to the tanking of today, we can draw a nice downward channel. You know, I, we, we see three touches, so you know, very concerned about, you know, whether this level is going to hold or not. Looking at our volume benches, they've held very well. So basically these blue dotted lines, as you can see on my chart, these are what I call volume benches. These are the levels at which the most amount of contracts are being traded for every price level. And they're represented by these vertical bars here. So you can see, you can see a lot of you can see a lot of this chart. Boom, we are capped right here. We, why didn't we run up? Ah, well, there just wasn't any volume. All the volume was just stacked up right here. Couldn't quite run it up. And we see when it dropped, boom, now it settles in at this another volume bench. So these benches have pro- are proven very well for us. The biggest one we're seeing right now is about 61.68. The other one we're seeing obviously is at 51.73, but that's because you gotta go back all the so kind of for this set, this this really session in right that the range that I'm looking I'm looking for oil to do with something in is fifty as really sixty dollars all the way to sixty four dollars. Obviously now we're at fifty eight dollars. Really this you know from here we either have yeah, I either think it's going to run back up to that sixty support level or that sixty level and continue to hang out there, I mean, or we could see this thing fall all the way. You know we've got volume all the way down to fifty five that could run this thing down. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens and kind of a, on a long term basis. That's what I'm seeing now. Before we finish up, final segment of the week, trading channel of the week. 
It's going to be a little hard if you're watching this on the pod. If you're listening to this, excuse me, on the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'd be really nice. This trading channel comes to us, and I'm going to let me get my chart fired up here. Oh, it's going to make me do this. This is why you don't. This is why doing stuff live doesn't quite work because your charts get a little messed up. This comes to us from the Globex session, actually Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. Um, it was you know a one minute chart that was a really great day traders chart just because it was a it was a just because we had a lot just because we had a lot of really good stuff being shown you know first off we have an invert we have a head and shoulders right here that could have played very very well if you wanted to get in on that um excuse me let me update everybody for the trade i was getting a little too deep excuse me so this trading this happens about monday night starting at uh, about six o'clock and runs all the way to about the open of the uh, Asian, uh, excuse me, the open of the Euro markets about 1 a.m. Really, it was just, it was a nice channel bouncing back, and there was a couple things you could have done. I, you, know, you could have done a, it would have been a really nice head and shoulders play up there at $62. You could have ran that all the way back down, kept, caught about 30, 40 pips there. The other thing is, um, the other option you could have had was a purchase at 62.66, and knowing that, you know, you've got one touch down here on your bottom channel line, if you could, you could erode that thing, you stay in, you stay in, and boom, it takes that first touch, you get out. You know, you, you think maybe it breaks there, but you also know you have a, you also know you have a volume bench at 62.40, so you just go ahead and get out there, and that could have netted, that netted you a good, you know, 40, 50 pips, good, decent night. So that was probably the, 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 the most technical channel I enjoyed this week. You know, a lot of the other stuff, when we kind of move back here to the 15-minute chart, a lot of this other stuff was just, you know, we get back to this week, a lot of the other stuff was just super muddled. I mean, if you had called some of the fundamental analysis, it would have been really nice to get in on this EIA stuff, but to be honest with you, that was my favorite channel of the week. We'll see if anything gets spicier next week. Well, I'm pretty sure that's it. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys get back to work. Thank you again for checking out, or, um, I almost said it again, thanks again for checking out what in the heck just happened in oil and gas for May 20th, 2019, and as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping me modernize the oil field.